G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We recently received a prayer request from Julia, a young woman who's trying to live out her faith, except that her family is giving her a hard time. Does Jesus have anything to say to help her live out her faith from a position of strength? Doesn't it? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Welcome again to A Different Perspective as we take a look at the amazing blessings that Jesus has planned for us when we're persecuted for his sake. Great that we can get together again. You know, it's Friday, another week is gone. Fridays are the days when we look at the prayer requests that we receive at Christianity Works. If you have a prayer request, you can log on to our website at christianityworks.com and click on Pray For Me, and a team of people will pray for you. Here is a prayer request that we recently received. Julia, a young woman, said this, I would like to ask for you to pray for me as I'm having trouble trying to be a Christian growing up in a non-Christian family. It's so hard for me to do Christian things without getting criticised for it. Yesterday, we looked at the statement that Jesus made, Blessed are you when they persecute you for my sake, for great is your reward in heaven. It's a gritty, realistic Jesus. But does Jesus have something more to say to Julia about living her life today under persecution? I used to be one of those people who would have been knocking Julia for her faith. I can just hear the words, stop dreaming, get real, there you go again, carrying your Bible around again, off to youth group again, pick, 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 pick. I know exactly the words that Julia's family are probably using in her case because they were the words that I used around Christians before I became a follower of Jesus Christ. It's a sad thing, but it's true that people do attack people who believe in Jesus Christ. And personal attacks are painful. It's painful to be belittled. It's hurtful to, on the one hand, give over your life to Jesus Christ. This this Jesus who is so real. This Jesus who hung around with lepers and paupers and sinners and prostitutes. Not the religious establishment, but with common people like you and me. That's the Jesus who I've given my life to. And that's the Jesus that Julia has given her life to. But in in real life, having done that with all the people around her, the people who sadly matter most to her, she's getting this criticism, this knocking. And not just criticism and knocking, but swearing, all those things that we kind of leave behind when we become a follower of Jesus Christ. It hurts. The picture I have of Julia is like a carnation in the palm of someone's hand. I love carnations. I don't know if you've seen carnations, but... They're a beautiful flower, yet they're very sensitive to the touch. They bruise very easily. You touch them here, you touch them there, even softly sometimes, and they go brown. It would be very difficult for Julia because, firstly, Julia's young. And secondly, she's a young woman. And women have a a tenderness, women have a gentleness, a sensitivity that we blokes don't have. So here is this beautiful young woman who's given her heart to Jesus, and her family is against her. And Jesus comes along and says, Blessed are you when they persecute you the way they persecuted me, because great is your reward in heaven. Now that's fantastic that Jesus says that, because it gives us hope for the future. He recognizes the reality. He understands more than anyone what it is like to be persecuted for your faith. There he was, 
the Son of God, nailed to a cross, reviled, rejected, mocked, beaten. Jesus knows what it is to be persecuted. But that's not all that Jesus says about dealing with people who persecute us. There is a second string to this bow of hope. When we are oppressed, it is difficult to deal with that from a position of weakness. But it is outrageously liberating when we deal with it from a position of power. And that's exactly what Jesus has in mind. We read that verse, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel. Now, just a few verses beyond that, in verse 43 of the same chapter, Jesus says this, You've heard it said, Love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons and daughters of our Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Don't even the tax collectors do that? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing more than the others? Don't even the pagans do that? So Jesus says, not only am I with you, not only do I understand, not only do you have a hope for your future because your reward will be great in heaven, but you should actually take a position of strength amidst persecution and pray for those who persecute you. Love those who persecute you. Doesn't it feel like a perverse double think? Doesn't it feel like nonsense? Whoever heard of that? Whoever heard of praying for people who persecute you? It's interesting. Tony Campolo is a very well-known and highly respected American minister. And he loves to go around and ask young people, what's the one thing that you remember Jesus saying? Now, we're talking people who aren't Christians, and the answer that he most frequently gets is this. Love your enemy. That is the highest expectation of this world on Christians, that we should love our enemy and pray for those who persecute us. They look for that, and when they don't find it, they criticise us for hypocrisy. And who can blame them? So secretly, this quality of loving those who are against us, of praying for those who persecute us, secretly... People admire and value this quality in Jesus and they admire and value this quality in people who claim to be his followers. Let me share you part of my walk before I became a Christian. Bernie Diamond, the ambitious businessman who was going to step on everyone and set the world on fire and become wealthy. And I did, it just didn't satisfy me. There were three Christians, in fact four Christians, three groups of Christians who had an enormous impact in my life. When I was on the down and out, when I needed someone, the Christians were the ones that stepped in. There was a husband and wife, some school friends of mine. There was the wife of a business partner and there was her mother. And these four people, as it is, had two things in common. Firstly, they were Christians. And secondly, I had let each of them know in no uncertain terms or measure that I was disgusted with their faith and their Christianity. These are the two things that they had in common. Yet when I was in crisis, it was the husband and wife that opened their home to me. And I discovered that they had been praying for me for 18 years. And they laughed with me and they cried with me. And they accepted me even though I had persecuted them and they'd been praying for me. That just blew me away. That had such a huge impact on me. The second is the wife of a business partner. And when I needed somewhere to live, when I needed emergency accommodation, when I was on the down and out, she was the one with her husband who said, we have a room, why don't you stay at our place? And she was the one who gave me my first Bible. Isn't that amazing? And then there's her mother when I needed somewhere to live, to board for three or four months when I was moving city and I was going through this crisis in my life, I boarded with this elderly woman 
beautiful woman, and she spent hours with me every night over dinner, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with me. Even though the only other time she had previously met me, I persecuted her for her faith. You know what I call that? I don't call that ridiculous double thing. I call that gritty, authentic Christianity. For me, that is real. It's one thing to say things. It's another thing to live them. I believe Julia has an enormous opportunity. I believe every Christian under persecution has enormous opportunities to pray for those who persecute us. The amazing thing that happens when we do that is that God gives us strength and God changes our hearts and God fills us with the power of his Holy Spirit and we see changes happening in the lives of those who persecute us the way that my school friends saw changes happening in my life when they prayed for me for 18 years. God is an awesome God. God's plan is to take a Christian who is persecuted and to bless other people with his love through that person. That's the sort of God that I see. In a world where we've come to believe that success equals blessing, hey, it can be tough to figure out what God is actually up to during those difficult times in our lives. But what if those dark times are the greatest opportunity that he'll ever hand us. The opportunity to draw closer to him in such a special way. The opportunity to experience a depth and a richness of his blessing that we never imagined possible. What if? That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of the special edition book that Christianity Works recently published. It's called Discovering Blessings in Strange Places. And it's all about helping you lay hold of the incredible blessings of God, even in those dark times. In fact, especially in the dark times. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or call us toll-free on 1300 722 415. And we'll send your book straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.